You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman, as always, one of the hosts of this wonderful show. So, Normally after the Pacers game, I do kind of a like one or two minute recap, uh, try to be enthusiastic, positive, see the good in the game, uh, even if they lose. But on tonight's podcast, I'm excited to mix that up a little bit so you'll not be getting that normal open. Um, I decided because the Pacers game was really just a blowout. I mean, let's be real. They trailed by like almost 30 points at one point. They lost 122 to 108 to the Heat. Um, and really the only major thing to come from the game was this Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren scuffle I think I'm going to talk about for a little bit. And then the Victor Oladipo news, which obviously is fantastic news for the Pacers about when he'll return January 29th. I figured I would do talk about both those topics instead of kind of doing a game show. I will hit the game a little bit in that in the second segment um, about kind of the Warren Butler and that whole, the whole game. But like I said, I don't think it's going to be as much of a recap because it was a terrible game. The Pacers lost, like I said, 122-108. They have up three 30-plus point quarters. Uh, they just were not very good tonight. That's plain and simple. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. So, are you the type of fan that knows football or basketball so well that you can choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash to your wallet. Between the football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball now, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with MyBookie. You're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little, to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you're a couple of big favorites this week, maybe you want to bet on Kansas City, Baltimore, I'm assuming Sam Fran is favorite. Green Bay are all favored. Put them all together. Uh, I would say it's not a terrible bet. It seems like the one or two seeds seem to win every year in the uh, NFL playoffs now. We can go to mybookie.ag to place that bet. And enter the code locked on. That's, M- that's promo code L O C E D O N, locked on. And they will match your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. That's right. They will match your first $1,000 down. That's right. Visit mybookie.ag today. You win, you play, you get paid. So I think it's pretty obvious that the uh, most exciting thing in the Pacers game was the T.J. Warren, Jimmy Butler scuffle. Um, so let's just recap it real fast. So uh, they they've been jawing at it all game. Um, Warren was very was basically held in check by Jim by Jimmy Butler pretty well. Um, Warren finished out with three points after being thrown out, just one of five. But Butler wasn't too great himself. Obviously, he had, he was five of six for fourteen point seven assists, six rebounds. So a nice little stat line, but wasn't just like. Some awesome prolific score. Did not reach his least season average. But anyway, so on a, one of the plays where they set up kind of a screen and roll and a handoff, ended up being a handoff play, Warren grabs Butler from the shoulder, kind of swinging him around. And what was an objectively maybe not clean play, right? I don't know if he was as dirty as, as Butler kind of thought it was, but it was kind of like a we're losing by 23 points, you burn me, I'm annoyed kind of play. So, you know, Butler Riley got, got a little pissed, but then they got a little, you know, in each other's face. Uh, some vulgarities were exchanged about beating one up and uh, come and get me kind of stuff was said. Uh, you know, just kind of ridiculous stuff in my opinion. So, both get tech, whatever. Then, basically, come out of the, the, the next play. Butler, Warren, one-on-one. Butler, low shoulder, knocks Warren basically over. Gets called for an offensive foul. Uh, Warren, you know, claps kind of tauntingly in Butler's face because they're out of the game for second tech. Um Butler kind of gives him a kiss. After the game, you've got Butler kind of calling um, Warren trash and all these other things. And just, to me, the, the the situation is just ridiculous. I mean, I think that's the only way to look at it. Like, um, Jimmy Butler, you know, has a history of doing this. He, he, he tends to think of himself as a really tough, tough guy. And he certainly is a really good player. I mean, he's probably one of the best 15, 20 guys in the league right now. Um, 
but he's not having like this great year that he, you know, and he's not like he's not on a level he thinks he is. And yes, Warren certainly is not on his level. Warren is certainly a much is a much you know maybe probably going to crack the top 100, where Butler is definitely in the top 20. But uh, to me, it, it felt like Butler was manufacturing this tension, this whatever. And I don't know if he thinks it helps him win against the Pacers or whatnot, um, or is going to help in the future. But it, it that's what it felt like. It felt like there was. Butler was almost purposely trying to create this, this like animosity between him and Warren for really, I think, no reason in a way. Um, I think Jay Butler needs to have enemies almost in a way uh, for him to like to motivate himself, right? So like you go back to his Bulls days, and it was um, the Kim and Rose didn't get along at one point, and it was him against his teammates, and then it was him against Thibodeau too. And I guess not really because then they then they go to the T Wolves, and it's him against Andrew Wiggins, and he goes to the Sixers, and it's I don't know him against the world, I guess. In the, in that one, um, but Butler sort of has this need to have an enemy, and it helps him motivate him to win games. And and honestly, I mean, I don't. I think the way to look at this is just a ridiculous situation. Um, I think Butler is certainly right to say Warren isn't on his level. Um, I think it's sort of rude and annoying and stupid, but he's right. But the thing I find most annoying and probably most people find annoying about Jimmy Butler is that I think he thinks really highly of himself in a way that is not been bared out, right? So what, Butler, so Butler's team last went to the second round of the playoffs. As I believe Butler has never played in a conference finals. Um, maybe he's played in one, but I don't believe he's ever played played in a conference finals. Uh, he thinks he's like could be the lead team on a, on a championship team, basically, but he hasn't really proved that yet, right? Last year was probably the best team he's ever been on was, was in Philly, right? He had, that team was, I would say was borderline NBA Finals. Could have, you know, easily have beat the Raptors in Game Seven and then made it onto a, and win the, and then win the, um, win the East by beating the, by beating the Bucks or whatnot. But really, when Butler is your best player, you're you're basically a second round and out team. And so I, you know, I think he has his big head. He's a very tough, hardworking guy. And but I don't know. I, I I still just find him kind of extremely annoying to watch. Extremely annoying to kind of play against as a you know when you're opposite team because it he. He wants to create this kind of tension between between him and the other team that sometimes is not there. And and frankly, um, I don't mind Warren getting a little tough. Um, I said it last podcast. If you listen on um, on on Tuesday's show, this Pacers team is sort of missing that kind of tough dude, right? So I, I you know, I get you don't want a guy that goes too far, but you need some toughness, somebody who's going to push back when they're losing four or five games. I think now they've lost again five of seven. Uh, you you need somebody who's kind of going to give you that pushback, that bite back, and especially when the team doesn't have like tonight they didn't have um, Malcolm Brogdon and they've really struggled without him. Not, and they're just really they don't have that like guy who can push a team, push this team when it's you know not playing well or you know yelling at them when they're down twenty points. Like I mean, Lance used to be that guy. That was kind of the Pacers' tough guy. David West was that a lot. I mean, I think he actually more was an embodiment of kind of the the like you don't mess with the Pacers team. You know, we have we have D West who just kind of kind of who's just. This, Six nine, full, completely full of muscle. Dude is going to beat you up. It felt like at times. Um, so I don't mind Warren doing that. Um, you know, I, I think, I don't know if he's the right player. I guess to do it, um, but I think somebody needs to kind of get on this Pacers. You know, ask this, this this team ask to be kind of like, be pissed, right? I mean, I mean, this team is in a slump. I mean, I think that's that's fair to say from this game, from the way they played the past, you know, eight or ten games without Brogdon. And they just they just been in a funk. I mean, they've lost the teams they shouldn't have, right? So, if you go back to basically the end of December, so Brogdon um, got hurt in that Bucks game, and since then the Pacers are three and six, having lost to teams like 
Miami twice, but Miami by one point in the game, they should have won New Orleans. They lost to Atlanta. I mean, they, they lost teams they shouldn't lose to. So this, this team needs somebody to be that, like, well, it, it doesn't matter that our best guys are hurt. We should be out there winning games and playing our best. And I'm not sure Warren is the guy for that, but it's nice to see there is some emotion and something in this team. Now, I think Warren has to not be goaded into the way um, Butler goaded him to the way he played. Now, here's the thing, too. is I, I don't think Warren is going to be guarding Butler the next matchup. I think by the time they play in March, I believe the next matchup is March 20th. Uh, yeah, that's when they play the Heat next. Uh, you will probably see a full slate, right? So the, the, the full roster will be there, right? So we're talking Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Sabonis, Turner. I think there's a good chance you see Brogdon on Jimmy Butler. I think that's how we might see it from here on out is Brogdon guards. I mean, I thought once Oladipo comes back, Oladipo guards the best guard and Brogdon guards the best forward or whatever. Um, and then Warren kind of just shifts around to guard whoever. Um, so I'm not sure we'll see him guard Butler, but... Uh, I, I did think this was sort of an interesting moment for the Pacers. I, I don't necessarily think it matters that much. It will make much difference going forward. You know, Warren certainly had a bad game, but remember he scored 36 points before, so he's not, like, wrong. that he's. I think he's definitely elevated his game to an, to one of the all-star level players, at least, um, or a borderline all-star. But at the end of the day, he's not on Jimmy Butler's level. There's no need to get in Jimmy Butler's face like this to do this kind of thing. Um, I think Butler blew it way out of proportion, to be honest. And I think, you know, like any person, when you get challenged, you just push back, especially when you're losing by 23 points, and they were playing like crap. They were playing like crap. It's obvious. Um, and Butler certainly was one of the, the reasons the Pacers were playing like crap. But I think at the end of the day, as Pacer fans, I don't. this doesn't really bother me that much. I mean, maybe I'm immune to it by now. But, like, this is the NBA. There are going to be petty, stupid squabbles all the time. I like to call the NBA, it's basically the mix of a sport and a reality TV show, right? There's all this kind of stuff. And in the day, as the Pacers, you know, they'll regroup, and when they play the Heat next, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, you want some tension, right? That's always good to have some tension, but, um, you know, this was just this was just stupid. I don't also put it. I mean, I find it I find it just stupid. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Tweet us. I liked on Pacers. What you guys thought of the whole scuffle. If you agree with me, I would love for you to say that. If you disagree with me, tell me why. I mean, I, I personally think it's just stupid, and, we, and we'll move on from it in about two, two days. Um, all right, let's take one quick break, and I want to talk about Oladipo's return. All right, so in uh, more positive Pacer news, Victor Oladipo announced he is returning January 29th. So that would be the Bulls game. The Pacers take on the Bulls after a West Coast road trip, I believe. Um, that will put him in time to play, I think, a January 29th game against the Bulls, and then a January 31st game against the Knicks. I think both those are home. Um, if I you know, do my math right, he will basically miss about 47 games. There are back-to-backs when he returns, so we'll see if he plays both of those or not. Um, but he will come back in time for the Toronto two-game uh, structure to be important because that's really where they're competing with. That's kind of the one of the teams, I think, you know, I think the the battle right now for the Patriots to get to that four seed, I think the 2-3 the, the is kind of slipping away, barring, you know, a five or six game losing streak here by the Heat or by the Celtics who are too well coached I think and teams who are too deep to kind of go on a bad streak so I think the goal for the pitch is the 4C which I think is very doable I think they're about a game back right now maybe a game and a half after today's loss but they're going to have to beat Toronto and beat, beat Philly when they play them for to kind of be able to match them up on that so um, exciting to see him come back so when he comes back right so uh, he'll get to play Toronto three times when he comes back Philly once Boston I believe just once Nope, sorry, Boston twice at the end of the year, and then Miami once. So we get to play all the good teams in the East still. Milwaukee also as well. Um, so this is good. I mean, this is a good sign. I'm, I, I think I think it's, it sounded like he feels like he's ready to return, and they're just trying to um, be patient and wait until he's 100% healthy and can contribute at like an 80% of what he was last year level, if not more, right? So 
from 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 day one, he's not going to be the same player, right? I mean, he'll probably come in and have a let's call it a probably play twenty, let's say twenty five or twenty eight minutes, uh, score I'd say fifteen points, maybe five rounds, a couple assists here or there, and he'll look good, but he won't play a ton of minutes, right? Um, and then we'll see him ease it in, right? I think give him about two weeks in return, so give him to about you know the mid February, probably after the All Star break. I think by then he'll be at kind of closer to full strength, and then it's just hit the ground running, right? So this team is now um, 23 and 15, uh, so they're on pace to win about 46, 47 games based on that on that record. Um, there's pretty much no way they aren't at least like at least above 500. I think there are um, nine games left between now and when he returns, and so if they win one of them, they will be above 500 for sure when he turns. Um, I think they'll be probably in the sixth seed. Range unless they beat Philly on, on Monday, which could happen. I think Bradley plus return, so that could be big. But I, I think at first the idea is, is I think there should be some tempered expectations because I think he's returning from almost from a year without playing basketball. He's gonna need some adjustments. He's gonna figure out, you know, ease himself in, playing completely new players. Right? He's now basically the only starter that he playing with that he played with last year would be Turner. Right? The other three are all new starters. I know he played with a bonus, but it's a new starter. And then I think it'll take some time for the bench to readjust. We'll see, you know, how it shakes out. I think we'll probably see a pushing of Justin Holiday. It seems like it seems like the bench will go Lamb, Warren, Holiday, McDermott, Sabones at the five, and then you'll maybe see Holiday come in at sporadic times to fill in for guys, maybe play some defense situational and whatnot, right? Uh, maybe the, I mean, they might try to play 11 guys. They might try to only play Holiday for 25 minutes a night for the first couple weeks. So I think Holiday will get some minutes, but I think they'll be reduced and whatnot. So uh, I think it's exciting news. I mean, the fact that He's returning. It seems like all is going well. He doesn't seem discouraged about it. He seems to be excited to return. I mean, all these things that are, um, I guess, pretty positive. The Pacers. I think it's interesting how the. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now. So the ticket prices for the uh, for the Bulls game have went up. So for like Friday's game, it's it's 27 bucks. For but for the Wednesday game, it's 32 now, and I think it's been increasing since he announced he's going to return. And it's it's just it's exciting. I mean, this is kind of the moment I've been waiting for. I think I've probably said, well, when Oladipo's healthy, this sentence you know when he was healthy the Pacers will blank 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 um so exciting to see him return it's exciting to feel like this team's finally coming into shape and I mean you know I know they've been kind of iffy as of late and I think that a lot to do with the Brogdon injury I mean it's pretty obvious they've basically been I think uh I think that's the right way to say is pretty below average without without Brogdon and I think that's fair I mean you're missing your two best players it's fair to not you know they basically overcome it for so long it's like expected but they're in a slump. It's January, you know. Hopefully, Brandon comes back to get out of it and whatnot. So, um, I think there's a lot of potential for the pitch team. I think we'll know probably by the end of March what the ceiling of this team is for this year. I think next year the ceiling could be way higher than this season. But I think we'll see what Depot's at, and if he's looking really good, I think we'll know there's a ceiling for this team. It could be conference finals level and whatnot. Um, and I'm excited to see how they implement him in the offense, right? I think you'll see the game open up a lot easier for TJ Warren, have a lot more um, opportunities. And if he doesn't, it means Oladipo have more opportunities. They can run Oladipo off the ball a lot more. Um, Brody can use them. You know, they can run pick and rolls and then actions with Warren and Oladipo. I mean, the offense is going to be insane. And combine that with having um, Brogdon's defense, you know, this will be something new for Oladipo, but something that plays into his strengths even more than the Thad-Carlson combination did. Thad-Carlson-Bogan combination basically did. I think these three players actually fit his skill sets better, younger, faster, um, better scores, you know, just more energy in a way. So uh, it's really exciting. I mean, I, I can't say that time. It's a really exciting time. This team is on the precipice of something, and we'll see if they can convert that into something, you know, tangible like a, a conference finals appearance, I guess. Um, love to hear your guys' thoughts about Oladipo. Like I said, you can follow the podcast at Locked On Pacers and tweet at us anything about Oladipo, concerns, whatever. 
get excited, whatever, you know, whatever you want to tweet at us. You can tweet at me at Freedom 5 My co-host Tony said T East MBA. Uh, we will have a podcast for you tomorrow, previewing the weekend's games. It's all for his Lockdown Pitch Podcast, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.